Hi, Corey. Hello, Kyle. How are you? Good, good. You ready for this podcast? Uh, yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode one of the podcast. Which we don't really have a name for yet. We haven't yeah. even thought about that. But, hey, you can build an airplane as you fly it, right? I, I guess so. I mean, you're yeah. the helicopter pilot. Nah, I'm not a pilot. You were... Yeah. Oh, just... Back back seat driver, I guess. Okay. Okay. <sighs> so, we're starting off today with questions for Kyle. Oh. Yeah. I well, hope you're ready. I think we should start with Corey first. Let's do a little bit of, of a backstory on both of us. So, first off, let's start with uh, Corey, because, you know, you need your backstory before mine. Yeah. So, my name is Corey Vance. 24 years old, um, born and raised in Kansas, joined the military when I was 18, left, and then um, was stationed around the world for five years, came back, and that's when I started hitting hunting a lot more, uh, thanks to Kyle, actually. Uh, he's the one that got me into duck hunting about three years ago. As well as I just recently purchased another bow, um, and just right tomorrow we have a uh, you'll you'll hear this after our bow shoot, but tomorrow on the twentieth of August we have a bow shoot coming up, and I think it's going to be pretty cool for my first one. Uh, Kyle's done it before. This is my first time at this one. It's actually really cool. It's on Fort Riley. So we're actually gonna be shooting from like tanks and I think maybe a Humvee, I don't know. It's Helicopter, just a, a Chinook, yeah. A, yeah, yeah, I don't know, it'll be really cool. We're gonna take some photos and do some, try to do a little vlog video style for it. Now, Corey, you failed to mention what you do currently, which is you work at a gun yeah, store. Yeah, I work at a gun store and I'm currently going to school to become a gunsmith, um, which I started to do, I got into guns about the same time I joined the military, um, just an avid uh, gun buyer at the store. How many that, the guns shop. do you have? Probably twenty right now. Not not very many. You know, uh, you're supposed to have as many guns as, as your age, right? Well, I guess we gotta start buying again. But uh, you had a cool Desert Eagle there today. Yeah, we we actually yeah we had the Desert Eagle come in. It's going to be expensive. I got to hold it. <laughs> so, but, all right, Kyle, tell us about you. Okay, so I am a little older than Corey. I'm 27. And um, I grew up in the hunting um, world. My dad, uh, he's been hunting forever. He's a traditional bow hunter, um, but he'll hunt pretty much anything. Um, so I grew up there. I started shooting a bow when I was about five years old. Um, went out through high school, wrestled in college, um, pursued videography and photography. So I do a lot with, um, photos and video. Um, right now I, I, I work at a university doing video stuff and then I, I film weddings and photography on the side, um, as well starting as starting to vlog. Yeah, we're, we're starting to vlog and we're starting to do some other stuff there. I've done a few filming some hunts and some other stuff like that, that just, I, I just haven't really went into that industry yet because 
it's kind of a hard industry, one, to break into, but two, um, just finding your niche of that industry and then finding where, like, um, you can survive in it because just, you know, um, money and yeah. living and everything. So, anyways, um, so that's a little backstory on me. Um, I think that's it. I don't really have much. I'm pretty... Yeah. Uh, we started this podcast and our YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel is Flint Hills Outdoors. Um, the main reason was just we've been hunting together for about three years now. Uh, like I said, started with waterfowl. And getting to watch videos of other people filming what they love to do, uh, I think that's pretty cool and get to actually show people how to do it, maybe educate some people. Um, I'm not saying we're the absolute best at hunting. Do not take our advice. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I think even like doing the ponds that we hunt, some private, some public, you can learn stuff along the way for sure. Um, and and really, a lot of it is just more for the the camaraderie and the fun of just being with friends and having friends like together yeah so and that's part of the reason why i bugged Corey for probably a good year now to get a bow and he finally was just like you know what screw it i'm gonna buy a brand new bow so i talked him into well i didn't talk him into elite but he really liked the elite and so he went into that um but yeah it's just gonna be us just you know talking about the outdoors hunting fishing who knows what we're hopefully to do a little bit more, you know, uh, educational side of things once we, we learn a little bit more yeah, ourselves, yeah. but, um, you know, a lot of it's just going to be us fun. Maybe talking about a hunt, we might talk about, you know, the, um, goods and the bads of a hunt and, you know, what makes a good hunt. And obviously the food that you bring yeah. in the blind is, is everything that makes or break the, the hunt. Double so. stuffed Oreos, Twinkies, um, donuts. All that good stuff. Um, what what season are you ready for this year, Kyle? So, I don't know. I'm ready for... So, I have a mule deer hunt out west in Colorado. It'll be my... I think this is my fourth year going, and I've only shot a doe out of all those four years. I've been so close. I've been full draw on about a 180-inch muley, at 20 yards and then he just t- gets up and bounces off and, and just takes off. I've, uh, I missed a, a, probably a 160 class last year, just shot over his back at 55 yards. Um, so if I can, if I can just, uh, you know, get after it and, and we'll see, I only have about, oh, eight days or seven days to get it done because, um, we're backpacking in, but then I actually have to get back for a wedding. Um, from season so that kind of stinks but um, you'll get something i'm sure yeah so that'll be that'll be fun Do you know around where you're hunting colorado well where in colorado uh this indisclosed location oh, okay somewhere <laughs> hidden well i just it's it's a it's a unit that it doesn't take a ton of uh points to draw and so it's a really good it's a pretty good unit for quality of deer for the early season archery i just don't want to um take my hunt out too, yeah. too quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're saying points. Uh, explain to some of the listeners that don't know what points are because Kyle actually educated me a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were talking about doing an elk hunt in Montana 
and he said to start putting in for points and I've been kind of putting it off because I didn't know anything about it. Um, so yeah, if you don't want to tell them kind of what it is and how to do that. So in each stage different, um, throughout the West, it's, it's kind of chaotic actually to, to look at that. And about, I'd say about five years ago is when I kind of just dove into that. Um, there was a seminar somewhere that he was talking about hunting Western States and how to hunt at Western States. And, I was really intrigued by it, and so I went to the the, the seminar, and um, during it, he just talks about blanket the West with your um, preference points. And, and money. Just, and, well, yeah, <laughs> and money. And so I was just like, what is this? Like, what are preference points? And and some states have preference points. Some states have uh, bonus points. Some um, states have both. And so it's very hard to, to navigate that. So... Um, we're looking at, we're going to be putting in for Montana and hopefully you have enough money to go into Wyoming. Um, if your, your girlfriend allows it, uh, I'm sure she would, but, um, so basically what a preference points is, is each unit has a certain allotment of tags. So say unit 82 has, um, 500 tags. Well, each state divvies up that 500 tags for that unit for that species differently. So they might have, okay, 60% of the tags are um, resident tags and the other 40% are non-resident tags. So of those, that 40% that's left, you have to draw in that unit. You, you know, you have to put in for it. So, if so you, it's still a lottery. So it's still a lottery. But the longer you put in or the more years you put in, the more points you have to get you maybe a little better slot. Well, I mean, think of it as as hunting the hunting hole. H hunting the honey hole. So if you're hunting the honey hole, uh, like it's it's the best of the best. There's there's deer everywhere or elk everywhere and so those spots that have those higher oak density or the higher um, you know, the bigger bowls or whatever it is, um, those are gonna be where there's more and more people putting in for it. And so what preference points does is it allows for you to um, kind of take a step up from someone. So if I have five preference points and Corey has zero and we, I want to have this amazing unit, I'm going to get drawn because I, I put in the, the money and the time beforehand for yeah. the preference points. So there's that. I mean, and then there's the special. I mean, basically each state is different and it's so like crucial to learn those states. Um, and I've found in what I'm doing is you need a short term, a long term, and a mid or a short term, mid term, and long term goals. So Colorado um, that has a lot of over the counter elk and other things like that. Idaho, same thing. Those are short term. You could go elk hunting every year in Colorado if you wanted to. Every year, you just have to pay the five or six hundred dollars for the tag and go. Now. Um, now, other states where it's harder to draw, you know, Nevada is harder to draw, Arizona, um, Montana, um, Utah, some of those places that, and Utah has some over-the-counter spots that I know of, but every state is different. They might have some over-the-counter areas too, whatever. But if you want something that's more of a midterm range where you're, you're going to hunt tags, um, you're going to hunt areas that are probably... Um, you know, mid-tier to hunt, whatever. Not saying there's not big bulls there, not big bucks, but you're gonna 
hunt some some pretty good country and then you have your long term which is where like for me i really want to go hunt one of the premier spots in in utah for mule deer well guess what it's going to take me about 20 to 23 years to draw that tag if i ever there's there's this also thing called point creep which is is everyone goes up and up and up and that tag may take 40 years at some point where now it takes 20. so i mean there's there's this thing called point creep and so it's it's a big long ordeal but it's it's interesting and if you want to hunt the west uh, blanket the west with with applications speaking about hunting the west uh we were talking about doing a bear hunt mm-hmm. next year around uh, beginning of summer. Yep. So uh, we're going to look at um, Idaho for a rifle bear hunt. That's um, a lot of over-the-counter opportunities there. There's some where you can draw some areas there. So we we haven't quite narrowed down there. We got to still do some e-scouting and. My older brother, Cody, he's been doing a lot of scouting and looking at that. So we're going to look into where we want to go there. But um, we're going to go just, you know, back to back country in there and hopefully find the spring bear. So yeah. what gun are you bringing? Um, I think I think I'm going to try to get a 6.5 and use that. I know it's probably a little under caliber for that, but all about placement, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to me, I. So I I have a two two three. Obviously that that would not be the, the best round to take. I have a seven MMO eight, which would be a pretty decent gun to take. Um, but I'm looking at more of a long distance because I've been watching and researching a lot and, and people are shooting more of that, you know, three hundred to five hundred yards. Doing a spot and stuff like that, you're not walking up to them or having them come to a uh, okay. to a bait station that you're doing a twenty yard shot with a bow. And like Kyle was talking to me about it, and I was kind of hesitant at first, uh, saying that I haven't been out of the state to do much hunting. I've hunted Colorado while I was there uh, for ducks and geese, but I haven't done any big game hunting. Um, but next year, n- next year, next yes. year will be the year. Like I we was going to use might it. Go out, do a Western Kansas mealy hunt. I, I hope so. That's. Whatever can get me out and get me uh, addicted. Because it, it's like a drug. Like, getting into duck hunting, it was like a drug. When you, uh, I was, only was on leave for three or four days. And Kyle messaged us and had us come out. And that first duck that flew in, just a gadwall by itself. And holy crap, I could feel my arm shaking, getting ready to shoot it which luckily enough they allowed me to since i wasn't home very long i um, think that was the one duck we shot that, that was day. the one duck that we shot that day um, but, but yeah we we let him have that duck but honestly yeah having ducks come in like that every i mean any kind of animal you'll find respect like i i went on my first elk hunt last year and oh my goodness we had when i first heard that bugle like that that is it's it like everyone hates in the western side of the country hates when you compare it to turkey hunting because uh-huh. it's a complete different ball game but it felt like turkey hunting on, yeah. on the next level um but we had one that was coming in and was literally barking and and you could hear his nostrils and just going in just crazy uh we never got a glimpse of him but like I've, I've watched plenty of videos and Holy crap, even on YouTube, I'm sitting there like, 
I, I, my knee starts shaking for him. Um, yeah. So, um, and actually I found out my dad was talking to me tonight when I was having dinner with him and I should draw my, uh, Minnesota bear hunt this Ooh. next spring or fall as well. So that's a really fun one. It's, it's a bait hunt with a bow. Um, our guide, Tim with Aspen Outfitters. Which you've shot a bear before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that bear, um, shoulder mount that I have downstairs, that's one from Minnesota. And then that um, bear rug that I have was from Canada. I'm sure so, those are on your Instagram as well. Um, yeah, they were a while back because Minnesota actually it takes about four or five years to draw. Um, the te- it's actually, if you want to do a bear hunt, it's actually a really nice, easy, um, affordable option because um, the guy we go with, he's he's a really good guide and, and it's really affordable there. But then to put in for a preference point, I think it's only like 5 or $10 okay. a year. So... Five or ten dollars a year for you wait five years. You go pay the guide fee. You go up there and I shot my bear the first night, twenty yards. How was that? It was fun. It's nerve wracking when we went out. Um, my dad had an instant where he we, shot his bear. Oh, we, so we shot. We had seven bears down the first night. So we had geez. to go grab all these bears. Well, when it gets dark. My dad had to climb the tree stand while the guy was sitting at the bar, uh, like sitting on the ladder with uh, his pistol out because there's a bear in there going, you know, chatting yeah, teeth. Yeah, huh? So, which your dad's shot? Oh, oh! If you go in their house, it looks like a petting zoo. like a petting zoo, but everything's <laughs> but stuffed. stuffed. <laughs> uh, your dad's quite the hunter as well. I know uh, he just shot a massive. Bear up in Maine, was he? Uh, he's north of Maine, so he's in New, Br- New Brunswick. Is actually crazy. He won a bear hunt, so um, that's actually where I shot a different bear. I went bear hunting there with my buddy Alex, um, and that bear is the the skull I have downstairs. Okay. Um, because I didn't get to get the cape. It um, expired. That that hunt we flew in. I shot it last night. Couldn't find it. Rain. Everything. He ended up going there. <laughs> It was funny. I don't remember how many guys they had in camp, but he, you can get two bears in New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Um, so he shot one bear um, with his bow, with his recurve, and then he shot another one with his with the rifle, which was a, it was a big one. Um, I think it was like 450 or so for a spring bear, which is, is nice. Um, but I think there was only four bears shot in camp, so he shot half the bears <laughs> in camp. So... Um, Let's see, Corey. I've been doing a lot of talking, so let's yeah. let's talk a little bit about uh, let's talk about Cheyenne Bottoms Hunt last year. Oh yeah, uh, which so there's a public place, Central Southern, yeah. uh, right, right about in the middle of Kansas. Yeah, it's it's um, more southwest, but a little bit, it's, but it's close to Central. It, it's a couple hour drive from us. We have to wake up at two, two to three in the morning. And then get everyone together and drive down there, and then, uh, I mean, it's it's quite a bit of a it's quite a bit of a drive for us to just go out there and scout. Um, but we did some scouting through Onyx, and then it's it's about eighteen inches of water that they fill up a bunch of ducks. The first the first time you go out there, it seems like World War Three is kicking off. You, you don't want to be that guy sky blasting, but when there is so many people around you sky blasting, 
you can't you can't decoy a bird to save your life. Um, but we actually got to take the opportunity to take my little brother on his birthday, and for some reason they cut down a lot of brush cattails. Well, they they just started filling in that pool that we went to. Yeah. So yeah. this pool really they they didn't have much water in it. Um, cause it was, I think they were actively filling it while we were maybe, yeah, I think so or something, but like, so there was like one other hunter in this pool, this area, like the, everyone else was kind of, uh, I have, I have videos. My little brother has videos of, or GoPro footage as well of us sitting there and it's 10 minutes before light birds just flying over. You can hear them all around you. Um, and it is. It's pretty crazy to just hear everything and ready for that sun to hit. Just, uh, just time for everyone to start blasting away. Yeah, and this was, I think it was, this was early duck, right? That would be October seventeenth. Yeah, so this, that was early duck season. So, yeah, but we we're still shooting a lot of teal. It wasn't uh, duck season. Wasn't even open on our side of Kansas yeah. yet. It was still. Yeah, uh, western central Kansas. Yeah, they're sort of the they're low plains early, I think, or yeah, or however wherever they're at in in Kansas's flyway. Um, but uh, tell tell us how we know it's going to be. A, a oh good hunt. yeah, so I have no idea. I this never happens, but you know it's going to be a good hunt when we just put out decoys, have waiters on, and you just got a shit. Holy crap! I don't know how many times at Shine Bottoms. I had to lose, uh, uh, luckily I started carrying uh, toilet paper, you know, but you don't know how many times it's like, oh, oh. the stomach starts bubbling and so, it's time to go. So, uh, I need to post this at some point, but we have, we have a duck video at the end. So he, he was a trooper. He held it the whole time. This, this hunt, cause we just had birds all over us. And so... Uh, we get back to the truck after decoys and everything. I think we're like four or five short from a, uh, a from a three man three man or something like that. Um, and and we get back there. I'm trying to take video of the ducks and everything. It's like, hurry up, ladies, get in the truck because I gotta find the nearest bathroom. So yeah, that's funny. Luckily, they have them all around that place. If you've never been out there, at least take a look at it on Google Maps or something. But it's hundreds of acres of just marsh and if if no one knew about it that would be a honey hole for sure if it was private if it was private yeah that would be no uh it's it's awesome and i think it's a um national wildlife refuge as well so um it's it's they do have they do have a lake out there that you cannot hunt uh and right across the street or yeah their little dirt road they have to split up the different pools there's four or five pools and that's where you're able to hunt just seeing the ducks come from the preserve or you're you're getting ready to drive off after the day and just seeing them scattered everywhere Mm -hmm. uh but Coot City, I tell oh. you, if you want to shoot a limited or twelve of Coots, you could be a Coot you, master. Yeah, you could be a Coot Slayer. Um, I wonder how it's going to be this year because uh, Western Kansas has been having a drought. So, 
from what I was reading uh, just the other day on the old Google machine, it had that duck numbers might be up. So since COVID and everything, they weren't able to do their uh, waterfowl counts uh, since like 2019, they're saying. And for this year, I think numbers have gone up. There were only manners up in the uh, puddle country up, up north. Oh, oh, did you see that uh, North Dakota opened up their early season goose season? I did. I followed some people on Instagram, and they were slaying up there. Yeah. We uh, we didn't get the invite. Yeah, I know. If any of you are uh, up there, up north, let us know. So we, we at least, uh, one thing Kyle and I talked about is maybe having guests on, either if it is uh, virtually coming over to uh, his house in his quote-unquote studio of the kitchen. Uh, we'd like to talk to you and at least hear your story of, you know, why you like hunting. Like, is it is it the chase? Is it, like, just that feeling of anxiousness when, when there's a deer in front of you, ducks are flying in, landed on you, um, and all that, like, just... You hear everyone in Kansas talking about turkey, deer, ducks, but talking to someone from a different state um, would actually be awesome. Yeah, I mean, because there's a lot of things, Corey, that um, when you hunt west, like you don't, you won't think about is like you know your thermals. Like you, yeah, you, you understand what thermals would do yeah, for your going wind. through the valleys and stuff like well, that of where in the. Well, in the morning, your uh, your thermals go. Let me think about this. Your thermals go down the mountain in the in the midday when it's hot. Like it goes up the mountain. So, like you got to play your thermals. I think that's right. Don't quote me on it. Like I said, we're not ed- educational, or don't listen to our tactics. Um, but like, so there's a lot of stuff like that. There's you know wind will swirl stuff like that you know north facing slopes are usually your bedding area some other stuff like that i mean there's there's just a lot you know like you said different things um i do think hopefully maybe i uh made some connections with the dakota decoy um fellow i guess staff members which you and, do some photography for them yeah yeah I've, I've if you follow them on their instagram page kyle's been on them uh i've been on them his little brother my little brother we all have made at least an appearance on their on their feed. Thanks to to me bringing my camera. Around. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, I know some of them were talking. There's there's a guy up near Michigan or something. We should look out around. I know my uh, schedule with weddings are kind of hectic, but if we could look up there and possibly get um, to where we could go up there and do um, one has a diver place that he was telling me about, and then. North Dakota, South Dakota stuff, and we could maybe go up there and talk to them and do a podcast and yeah, and hunt and whatnot. Absolutely, that'd be. But, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, as well as leave us leave us messages of what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah, we can talk. I can talk camera gear at some point. Corey can talk some gunsmithing stuff. Gun he's stuff. he's actually got into hydro dipping recently. Yeah, I've, so. I've done a couple guns of my own. Actually, today at the store we had a customer asking about hydro dipping uh, because we had a Mossberg come in that a guy no longer wanted and oh boy it was take care of your guns people 
clean up your guns. This thing was a rust bucket, and I was talking about maybe dipping it and at least getting a little more value out of it, cleaning it, it up. Make it a little bit more pretty. Yeah. I mean, putting at least lipstick on a pig would would be good enough. But, oh. And so. then another thing uh, is what what makes you want to hunt, Kyle? What makes so a lot of it is um, as being a single male, and that's twenty seven. <laughs> no, no, being being uh, young like that. Um, I shot a deer last year here, just a a nice eight point. Um, and uh, I still have meat in the freezer from that. Like so, for me, I have steaks. I have burger, breakfast sausage. Um, I invited us over for some. Uh, turkey noodles yep, yep i shot it i shot jake this year i was just wanting some turkey meat um nothing against that i mean because uh obviously the number one thing that anyone in my mind should hunt for is is the meat first and the trophy second but another part of it is is the chase like that's one thing that really um Put takes me out work. west is because you get a you get a chase but you still have that chase here for whitetails because in Kansas, like, you find a buck. Like, Kansas deer, there not, might not be, you You might not see 20 deer in a day, but you're going to see about five, and probably one of them is going to be a pretty good buck. Yeah, I mean, that's... we have quality over quantity, I, I feel like, in Kansas at least. Um, so with that, I mean, you got to figure out a mature buck, and mature bucks... Like that's a chess game right there. That that's fun. Like you got to figure out where he's gonna bet at, what he's doing, all that stuff, preseason during you know pre rut and then rut and then post rut. You know they all have different patterns during that time because they all have different interests. Yeah, yeah. So what about you? Um. So. Oh wait wait wait. And I want to shoot teal for tears. Teal stir fry. That is the absolute oh, best. dude. I could go for some teal stir fry. Megan actually, my girlfriend, talked about having teal stir fry again. Yeah. Uh, and duck poppers. Yeah. But like you said, I really enjoy eating them. Like that is, I I have shot one deer in the past, kinda. Uh, so this was when I first had a bow, and that was I was probably a freshman or something in high school, and. I shot where I thought I needed to, and you know they tell you to kind of shoot low. I, I wasn't thinking of that at that point because it was a it was a smaller doe, but you know oh, I jumped the string. Wait, yeah, when when she kind of ducked, it went high. I shot in kind of the dead man area where no um, man zone. Yeah, where Land. below the spine, above the lung, and it was. A terrible feeling when you're walking and you look for blood and you find a nice pool of blood and it just disappears. It looks like she ran up a tree. We searched hours and hours and hours. We had my brother come out. We had some family friends come out and we searched probably the rest of the day into the night and could not find the deer. And having that as your first experience shooting a deer I mean, it's heartbreaking. And then I kind of got out of the hunting phase, I would call it. And 
But you just, really didn't have too many friends in high I just, school I didn't, that hunted. It was no, kind none of, of my like, friends. We're all working, had yeah. had jobs. But it was kind of like you you took the initiative and then you kind of fell out of it yeah. just because you didn't have much with. Yeah, I didn't have very many people like I do now, like Kyle and my brother, stuff like that, where we're all one group hunting. But going back to that, it was it was kind of the chase of even with ducks. I mean, if you're good enough from in Kansas to have a duck fly all the way from Alaska, Canada, through how many hunters of uh, starting in in Canada and flying miles and miles all the way down to Kansas and just kind of tricking them into landing into your spread, I think that that is one of the best feelings. I, I think it's more dumb luck for us. But, yeah, yeah. But we, we've had a couple good ones. I think I think with geese, we we get a lot of of geese that are coming in. You know that we kind of flag in and yeah, flag in some di- different things there. The but yeah, the public we hunt. I, it's another public. Everyone knows where it is. It's not like a great honey hole, but. Uh, this year, I think we're doing a kayak hunt. Yeah, we're going to uh, try trying to. to reach out into little better spots because you see those people. You're walking where everyone else walks, and then they're sitting across the lake from you because they're able to get there in a boat. And they, if anyone wants to donate a boat, yeah, we'll take donations. Uh, but getting there in a boat, and then you come back. They're like, "Oh, how'd you do? We shot four. And three of them were coots. <laughs> and then uh, they're like, oh, that sucks. And we, we limited it out like yeah, minutes. Yeah. And we, so for, for listeners here, we, um, we don't have a ton of like private spots. We have, we have a handful of private spots, a couple good ponds and a couple good things like that. Um, I think we got a couple more fields this year that um, we have a big snow population, snow goose population. Huge with the energy center. Yeah. They roost on the energy center, and, and so, it was so big last year that uh, it showed up on radars as clouds. Oh, I didn't yeah, know out by the Yeah, out by the river uh, when what? they flew over the river. Yeah, so so we have a good population of that, and, I, and from that we have a handful of fields, but it's kind of killed our actual goose hunting population. Which stinks, but um, that just means, you know, we get to spend more money on snow geese, <laughs> boy. And another thing is, one thing I think COVID kind of made people want to get out there and hunt. I didn't expect this many people around where we live to be hunting. You talk to people, they have hunters already that they are either leasing and, I mean, we work nine to five nine to six jobs and i mean you, you we still have to make a living yeah. but having that extra money to lease it from people i mean that gives you upper hand of course and if you talk to another farmer out here there's been 20 people that asked them to hunt their fields before or ponds or mm-hmm. anything like that i know uh cory you're planning to do some deer hunting this year hopefully yeah. you have some um land because you were talking about some people wanting to lease yeah i had a i had a hunting spot uh up north of us and there's been a couple of nice shooter deers on the property last day of rifle uh last year i was 
finally back and I had the chance to shoot a deer, but I don't think it would be an ethical shot. It would have been, his front half was in the bushes, his back half was sticking out. And I did put my, my sights on just to kind of see which one it was. But by the time I got situated, he was gone. And so I was trying to hunt that spot again, texted the farmer, called the farmer, and he decided he's going to be leasing it for this year. So I'm not wanting to spend the money that he wants out of it Yeah. to hunt. And so I've been looking at some public, I've called some more people and some private, and I think at least I, I'm gonna have a couple all right spots. There's one spot I'm hoping that will turn out really good. Uh, they've shot deer on there before. And he's actually, he doesn't shoot uh, bucks. He, he's shot like a couple does off of there just because of the meat. He's- I don't think you've told me about this one. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. just actually on 20 acres, so it's not something huge. Yeah. But he just hunts does, puts them in the freezer for his family. I mean, honestly, though, like, younger doe meat versus old buck meat. Like, <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm I'm shooting anything this year. I mean. Yeah. I think you're going to get a bow kill. Plus, um, if we go out west, you can um, do a, there's whitetail out there, but if you do the. I don't know if you're planning on it, but the, as Kansas residents, we can do the archery only tag, which would take your buck tag away from but, being a rifle. Yeah, so you which can, I mean, buck. Or if you're if you're hunting with a uh, rifle this year, it's only like twelve days, and it's That's, it's probably real late. Post it is late. Yeah, it's, it's probably after Thanksgiving. Usually, maybe almost the first week of December. Yeah, it's almost around that time, and I think you get like three days of what they would call rut. But after that, I, I'm lucky that deer was there last year for me to, for me to side him in just to, just to take a look at it. Yeah. So I mean, I would. That's a. This is totally your call on that. But you know, if you want to go out west, we can uh, take a weekend off. I have the. I have pretty much all of November off except for I have to film a hunt down in Texas right after Thanksgiving. But. We could take a like a around Thanksgiving, just after Thanksgiving. Just after Thanksgiving. Yeah, like the well, I'm Black saying, Friday I'd be fine with that around Thanksgiving. To go out west. The yeah, only thing go is, out west. yeah, you want to do it before the rifle hunting because uh, once they do the rifle hunting, um, there is where you can get a rifle uh, mule deer tag in Kansas, and with that, uh, a lot of people shoot a lot of the bigger bucks yeah. and go out there just because they can you reach out and poke them. Oh yeah. Because if you walk a draw. A lot of times they'll pop up and then stay in there for two seconds and by that time yeah they're they're gone and that's another thing is so many hunters i mean even last year where i was on a couple hundred acres and there's no one around for miles you could hear them in the distance even on the on the last couple closing days of season for a mm -hmm. rifle you heard them shooting what i'm assuming anything and everything uh, which I, they you, shot more than I did. You know my plan for this year for if I try to shoot a whitetail. Was that? I'm gonna ask my dad where he wants to set because the last three years, wherever he set his first set, he shot his buck, and he shot 
like a 150, a 160, and then I don't even remember what the other one. I think the other one was smaller, but it was, it had, I think it was in the 140s, but still, I mean. But you shot a buck last year. Yeah, it was, it was probably maybe 130 inch white, eight, eight points. So, I mean, maybe 130. It was, it was pretty small, but I, uh, I've been struggling with what's called target panic. And so when I'm on a deer, I just uh, forget what to do. Um, so I really wanted to take the, the time to, to shoot a deer. Um, that wasn't a rush shot. That wasn't a, not saying a difficult shot, but just wasn't something that I didn't feel comfortable with. So um, I was, I told myself, you know, the first mature fairly mature deer this this was probably a two and a half three year old deer um deer that comes out um that gives me a shot that i can take so this buck gave me a nice 20 20 yard broadside shot um i was able to draw back go through my um, shooting routine take a deep breath think through things and not just rush a shot um and then I shot that deer and it ran maybe 15 yards and I watched it fall over right there. So I bet that feeling was great. So yeah, that was definitely a huge confidence booster, especially cause like I said, I was just, I've been struggling. So it's probably been four or five years now, but I hit a giant, I, I probably 180. I, I think he was a 10 or 12 point, but like I'm, he carried his mass throughout every single inch of his main beam and every single point. And it actually, your brother has got to see that because yeah, someone uh, found him. It'd be my brother's coworker. He has a family friend that has a field that's next to Kyle's. And it was months. Yeah. It was a couple months later. <laughs> and he mentioned to my brother about finding a deer dead in the i think it was a ditch because it was yeah, on the it was on the neighbor's ditch. field ended up yeah. going to the neighbor's field and found it got to got to told to ryan about it and then ryan talked to kyle was like hey is this your deer and yeah sure enough it was yeah now i mean i mean can't claim it's my deer because i could, yeah, couldn't yeah, kill it I and couldn't find it but um yeah, it, it was, was a deer you shot at. Yeah, well, I mean, I hit him, and and it, it was it was crazy because it shoot it, it may have been longer. I don't remember. I was in college when this happened. It was whew, it may have been close to seven years now or so. Anyways, but it, it was just you, you. And actually, the funny thing is, it was that out of the same stand that I shot my buck out of this year. It was redemption. That's yeah. what that is. So I mean. But, you know, I mean, that's part of hunting. You, you never want to wound a deer. You never want to make yeah. a bad shot. You never want to wound a duck and not find it. Like, you never want to kill a duck and not find it. You know, there's so much of that. But as hunters, you know, we try to be as, as ethical as we can. And That's like this year. Uh, practice. Speak about the ducks and wounding ducks is. Uh, I actually got a dog. Toby. Yeah, Toby. And I know my little brother, he's going to be joining us with his dog. He got, uh, it's two weeks younger than mine. And I think Toby and Bailey are going to kill it this year. Toby's a, um, he, he does pretty good. He just kind of slow. 
he he focuses on everything. You throw the bumper to him in the water, and he takes his time to go get it. But I mean, he he doesn't stop till he comes back. We need to do some photos and video of that. Yeah, that was that was another vlog we were talking about. Yeah, vlog slash. I think it would be really cool to do a cinematic short uh, sequence of that where. Maybe it's you know short film of maybe three to five minutes of of you working him and and training and all that, but um, yeah, I think that would be great. I don't know how much we'll run them both at the same time. I don't think we'll do both uh, because Bailey, she's kind of a kind of a antsy with mm. uh, an antsy dog. She sits there and you can throw the bumper and she she'll stay for the most part. But you can just see her just shaking away, ready to go, and sometimes she'll break. But that's a good drive. And that's I a mean, good drive, which I like. Like I said, Toby, he's kind of, you throw the bumper, he'll watch it, look away, it lands, you send him. And he, he doesn't leave till you send him, but once you send him, he starts to wander after it. And just him not watching it the full time, he kind of loses it, I think. In his, uh, Are you going to whistle train him? So I just want to, I was going to plan on it. I just want to see how he does. Yeah. Because if he's a, if he's not worth a dang, if he, he's not gun shy, but if he's just a. I don't think he's not going to be worth, worth a dang. I think he's, I think he's got to find his purpose still. Yes. But I think that's something that once they get the first bird or a couple birds and they realize that like all that and obviously if you're bringing treats giving them treats yeah, all that stuff which he like, will he will kill a man for treats <laughs> that's uh, I, I remember as a puppy he about took my fingers off a couple times well Corey, we're about 45 minutes in. 45 minutes this is so a, we we probably should uh wrap it up because no one wants to listen to us yeah this long. absolutely um, but we appreciate the people who stayed around listen all of that one person, Megan, since yeah, you're here. appreciate you, Megan. <laughs> uh, but let us know, like I said, if you want to see, if you want to follow us on uh, YouTube, see the vlogs, see the short films, uh, as well as social media. We do a bunch of posts. Uh, Kyle takes the photos, usually. Yeah, let us know if there's something you want us to talk about. Um, questions or if you'd you like have. to join, if you're a hunter and would like to join... Yeah, and kind of tell us your story about where where you come from on your hunting background. So, all right. Well, um, I don't know how we want to wrap all this right, up. Thanks, everybody, once again, and we will see you on episode two. Peace out.